Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to Within the Lines, everybody. Today is the day, the day we have all been waiting for anxiously for an entire year. April 26th, if you were listening to this like a good listener on the day it was published, it is the day Avengers Endgame has come out. By the time you're listening to this, we have completed watching it the night before, which is tomorrow, real time at the time of recording this. And uh, yeah, we're hyped. We got that for you. We got a baseball update as always. We also got some uh, NBA. We got a nice little splash alert from one of the playoff games. Hey, yo. Maybe one of the best shots of all time. But yeah, we'll talk about that in the show. And for now, let's uh, just get hyped about Endgame. Woo! Let's do it. I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! The movie that everyone has been waiting for, diehard Marvel fans and non-Marvel fans alike, the culmination of what has been an 11-year ride? Yeah. I believe 2008? 11. 11-year ride, the final movie, the three-hour movie, Avengers Endgame. Tyler, sound the horns. Today, of the time of this release, is the official day it's released. But of course, you know we've already seen it. By the time you listen to this, we've already seen it. And if you haven't already, sucks for you. Wow, that was aggressive. (laughs) We've already seen it, and I'm sure I'm thrilled. And we're probably recording another episode as this one's airing. Oh yeah, as you're listening to this, there's a very high chance we are back at the recording booth, i.e., the kitchen table. Record another episode with our in-depth 
analysis and review. Heavy spoilers. Be warned. Yes. So we plan on probably posting that Monday, give you the whole weekend to see it. And if you haven't seen it by the weekend, then you're probably not a diehard Marvel fan, so you don't care anyways. Let's be honest. Yup. Or you just couldn't find tickets since there's like 4,000 showings already sold out. Well, you could have found tickets if you did something, a certain something, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so we got, you know, they had their red carpet, I believe it was Tuesday, purple, right? It was purple carpet. <laughs> okay, they had their purple carpet, I believe <laughs> it was Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, Tuesday. Oh, no, today's Wednesday. Yeah, yesterday, Tuesday. Um, You know, some critics have obviously watched it as a result, you know, got some pre-screenings and all that. It's got its first Rotten Tomato score. It's yep. got a decent amount of reviews. I know it's lower than when you initially sent so, it to me. Right now, there are 205 reviews counted. Really? That Critic reviews? Yeah. Oh, wow. And as of this moment, it is sitting at 97%, which ties it with Black Panther for the top score of any MCU movie to date. That's exciting, man. That's very exciting. 97%, Jason. The critic consensus, exciting, entertaining, and emotionally impactful, Avengers Endgame does whatever it takes to deliver a satisfying finale to Marvel's epic Infinity Saga. Whoa. Big time. Whoa. I mean, when I checked it before, I think it was at 97%, like 100 whatever reviews. There's three bad reviews that I could read, and one of them still gave it a decent score. But it just said it was rotten. Let's see. That's Were they bad <laughs> reviews where they just hate superhero movies? Uh, Kind of. Yeah, that sounds... There's too much action in this. There isn't blah, 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 blah. Um, There was one review that my beautiful girlfriend who is sitting on the couch next to us sent us. And I told her never to send us any more reviews because I don't want to hear any reviews and have the movie spoiled. It was the first review I saw and it was a pretty good review. Where's it at? Ty, do you know where it's at? I can't find it. I don't know which one you're looking at. I think she sent it to just me individually then. Is it the one you already told me about? Yeah, did she text me? Yeah, the one we were talking about before the episode that I can't find all of a sudden. Riley, I'm going to find it myself. I don't need your phone. Thank you, though. Riley's watching a movie as we're uh, watching this. Here it is. It's from um, Eric Davis. I don't know what institute he's from, what source or whatever. Avengers Endgame is a masterful epic, a true culmination of 22 films that not only concludes the story, but expands upon it. You'll learn more about the other movies while this one unfolds. If Infinity War is the brawn, Endgame is the brains. And wow, what an ending. And then he responded to himself, Do not go in expecting Infinity War Part 2. The two films are so different, yet complement each other in all the best ways. In terms of which MCU movie to watch beforehand, honestly, all of them. Okay, if you're going in this movie asking, Oh, what one movie do I need to watch? You probably need some catching up. Yep. (laughs) What an experience. What an accomplishment. Not going to spoil anything at all, but I will say I laugh. I laughed. I cried. I cried, I cheered, I laughed, I cried again, and then the entire audience gave it a massive standing ovation. And then I cried again. Be ready, kids. Be ready. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm glad we're going Chills. like <laughs> opening night and everything too so we can get that atmosphere of the entire theater. You know, people who obviously care about these movies and stuff. Yep. It's going to be so much like fun. Like last year with people it's cheering. Gonna, it's going to be so much fun. Okay, hot take. I'm okay with cheering in the movies. Sometimes some of the crowds get a little bit too cheer happy. You think? I rewatched the movie uh, in Phoenix for the first time since the theater almost a year after. And there was like some dialogue I didn't hear the first time because everyone was freaking cheering. <laughs> but Well, you know, one thing you're supposedly not going to have to worry about people cheering at the end of the movie this time, Jay. Supposedly there's no post-credit scene. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I ain't leaving that damn thing. I'm not leaving either. But, <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of... Fitting? Exactly. 
to where there isn't a post-credit scene because, you know, the first Iron Man and everything since then had a post-credit scene, which, you know, sets up this, sets up this. Yeah. For them to be like, this is the end. We're not setting anything up. This is the, you know, end game for these characters. Yeah. And I mean, it's confusing, too, because like we talked about before the podcast, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is actually still part of this phase. Yeah, so apparently it's still Phase 3. It's going to be the last movie in Phase 3, and then whichever one after it starts. I think it's the Cosmic Phase or whatever they're calling it, Phase 4. Oh, so it's going to be Galactus? Cosmic Phase? I mean... I mean, they're the ones calling it that. <laughs> I mean, that's what else can it really be if it's the Cosmic Phase? You know what yeah. I mean? I That'd be cool if we saw, like I said, I think we said before, like a Silver Surfer nod. I think that'd be the best way to set oh, it up. would be badass. They don't even have to have anyone cast. It could just be like this fucking surfboard isn't that what he had like a surfboard right looking thing he's silver surfer of course he's oh a surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> he's a silver dude who looks like all metal who surfs <laughs> yeah so i don't know man i mean i'm excited but i'm not excited because i'm obviously excited but i'm not thinking about it because it's gonna make time go by slow and time has gone by super fast it has been going by fast i'll be honest so i know tomorrow is going to feel like a lifetime though I'm probably gonna go, when we're recording. Yeah, I'm probably going to go to a haircut, go maybe golf, playing in a golf tournament this Saturday. Please wish me luck on Twitter at Ichirides. <laughs> um, playing in a golf tournament, you know, might need to practice around, get a haircut looking fresh for Thursday night. And, yeah, I'm going to have a nice fit, going to have my Korg shirt, my Spider-Man socks, and I'm going to be looking good. I'm going to be stuck at work, and it's going to be the longest day of work of my life. Time you get off, you get off five? Get off at five, going to come home, take a little bit of nap. Go You're not going to be able to sleep, dude. You th- there's I mean, no you might way. be worn out, but... No, there's no way. I think your subconscious is going to be so scared that you're going to sleep through it. <laughs> like, you're going <laughs> to wake up at 10.30. <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be so funny. I'd call you so many times, make sure you're awake. <laughs> I couldn't miss that with you. Oh, that'd be Oh, terrible. Riley just sent me... Uh, Eric Davis is the managing editor at Fandango. So, sounds like a big shot. I like it. Did you want to read some reviews? Because I know I say I don't want to read reviews because I don't want to spoil it for myself, but... I mean, we can just do a couple of them. Um, there's like the top critics at Rotten Tomatoes. So like there's average people and then there's top critics. Okay, see, I just read one that kind of spoiled it for me. That's why it's a rotten score and it says, perhaps the Russos have made the final installment of this series this lackluster to make it easier to say goodbye to the superheroes in this iteration. We really don't need another one. Not like this. See, I don't... Well, I mean, everyone knows it's the end of like the story arcs and stuff. That doesn't mean they're dead or anything. Yeah, I know, but... There was one that I read that seemed a bit spoilery. Well, I don't want to hear it then. I don't know where it is. I don't want to hear it then. I'm trying to find it for you, Jay. Don't. Tyler, I will take this headset off and I will leave. (laughs) And it'll be a solo episode for you. I'll just leave. We don't have to. The only thing is, you know, um, it's got 97%. Yeah, that's 207 reviews is a lot too. What, 85? Uh, Yeah, it. Black Panther had 480, I think, total. Yeah. So 201 fresh, 6 rotten, 8.17 out of 10 is the average rating. So it's going to be good. It's all critics. Top critics is a 95. Yeah. So it's going to be good, dude. Yeah. But everything's been leading up to what I'm stupidly excited about. And it might actually live up to the hype. Yeah. I mean,. I think you've said it before, no matter what, I think you're going to love it just because you're hyped so much and you love the movie. 100%. I think I could be disappointed. And I'll be disappointed if there's a one, you know, we picked, because it's a little short episode today, so we wanted to do something. We got no trivia time. We don't really have much much going on today since we're doing double duty, but we did do one thing I want to see and one thing I don't want to see in the movie. 
And the one thing I don't want to see that would ruin the movie for me is, I've said it before, a Hollywood ending. 100%. Is that your same answer? I did one don't I don't want to see is a complete reset to where Infinity War, Endgame don't matter. Oh, uh, yeah. Everyone, like it's sur- everyone no survives. Repercussions. Everything yeah. gets reset. That's Thanos a Hollywood ending. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same thing. As yeah. long as they don't do that, as long as there's something meaningful that comes out of it, a permanent death, retirement, anything, really. Yeah. It would, I'll be fine with it. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about it, man. I mean, it's been 22 movies. This is the final part. And to, like, end it just like Hollywood, I don't know. It just wouldn't feel right, you know? It just, it'd be very frustrating to me. It'd be terrible. Um, I do have two things I do want to see from it. Oh, I just picked one. You just picked one? Yeah. Well, I mean, my first one just goes along with the reset. I want to see meaningful death or sacrifice. Someone needs to die. I'm going full Aztec here. I need a sacrifice. Oh, okay. We talked about, I texted you in the middle of the night. Sorry if I woke you up. You didn't. Okay. It's on in the morning. <laughs> the sacrifice, <laughs> you know, because in Infinity War, Doctor Strange gives away the time stone and he's like, Stark, it's the only way. And, you know, everyone, the big theory is like, okay, you know, Doctor Strange obviously saw what was going to happen and he had to give up the stone to, so to beat Thanos. Maybe the biggest message that Doctor Strange was trying to say was like, you have to be willing to sacrifice something you love. And that might be like something Tony remembers in the heat of the moment. So I was thinking of something today, going off of that. A little okay. off script here. Kind of the same thing. Ty, we, we're good. Doing what I we want. don't got script. We got outlines. You're damn right. In Infinity War, the very beginning, Heimdall, who can see everything or whatever, that's yeah. like his special ability, sends Hulk to Doctor Strange. Yep. Why does he do that? Doctor Strange is a smart guy. But Hulk doesn't know Doctor Strange like you would think, oh, it sent him to Iron Man or something. Yeah. Iron Man will figure it out. Heimdall sees that Doctor Strange is going to see oh. what needs to happen. So he sends him to make sure Doctor Strange gets involved. Oh, I wonder. Doctor Strange is the key to fucking figuring everything out. Heimdall knew. Heimdall was the original Doctor Strange. Do you think Loki's going to be in this besides past moments? Do you no. think the Loki death is faked at all? The whole Loki was disguising himself as Hulk? Bruce Banner? No, no way that happened. I'm literally 0% chance. And that's why it's going to happen, because no. it's what you don't think is going to happen. No, that's it's too far-fetched. It's too fan theory type thing to happen. Well, what if it's something else where he somehow faked his own death somehow? Uh, maybe a 0% chance he's Hulk, but something else maybe. Dude, if there's the slim, slim chance that we find out that he is Hulk and Hulk was really with Valkyrie and Korg, like that's where he went, I'm just going to look no at you way. in the theater. I'm just going to peek over no everyone's way. knees and be like, what? There's no way, bro. No way. There's no way. Zero percent chance. I don't give it a high percent chance either. Another thing I met, I, I caught when watching Affinity War again, well, it was a few nights ago. My parents were watching it. There's the one scene where Tony Stark makes Spider-Man an honorary Avenger or whatever. He does the stupid like shoulder tap, shoulder mm-hmm. tap. And, you know, because that's all Peter. Him. That's all Peter ever wanted was to be an Avenger. That was like he looked up to these guys. I think, you know, Tyler's theory. I'm not going to say our theory. I've piggybacked off it, but it was Tyler's original <laughs> theory. That endgame ends at kind of the beginning of Infinity War when they're on the bus, the field trip and everything. That's the reason why Nick Fury is in the Spider-Man trailer to kind of tell Peter, you know, because he's like, hey, Peter, you know, we got to there's things we got to handle, blah, blah, blah. Because Peter doesn't know he's like the next Avenger kind of deal, you know, like the next face of it because he was never named that honorary Avenger. It never happened if they reset it. And that's why he has to have that similar encounter with Fury that Stark had in the first Iron Man at the post credit scenes. That's beautiful. 
Thank I love you. that you're going off the thing like with Iron Man, where it all started with Iron Man, then right after Endgame, it's gonna all go back with Spider Man. With Spidey, I think he'll be. I He's mean, people be the face. People are saying forward. Captain Marvel. I've I, seen I think there's support much, for that. I think there's too much hate to rely on her, though. I think. I just think Spider-Man's more popular, and I think Captain Marvel's kind of like the Thor of this one, I feel like. Like, she might produce the best... Well, Thor's movies sucked until Ragnarok, but <laughs> she could be, like, the bronze and, like, yeah. you know? I think I can 100% see that. Or even Captain America. I mean, they're both captains. Yeah. But Iron Man was the face at the beginning. I think Spider-Man has to be the face moving forward. And, I mean, they've set that up. They set that up with the Iron Man mentoring Spider-Man oh, and yeah. everything. I mean, it's it's gotta be. And then, what's his name? Uh, Happy Hogan is in spider-man and it's like nothing happened that just you know that's i'm, I'm uh, i don't I know how they're happens. gonna solve I this i just can't wait to see what happens like i said if it's just like oh they get the stones and they snap the gauntlet and it's everything goes back to normal then but i think so that last year i had this idea in my head i was like i thought how the movie was gonna go and the movie kind of it, it just went different than how i thought and i think this year I think we think the whole thing is like them beating Thanos. And I think like we talked about in the podcast, that one scene where they're fighting Thanos and like the rule, like that's going to be early in the movie, like the Mm -hmm. first 30 minutes. Everyone thinks that it's going to be that battle with Thanos. They're going to get the the Infinity Gauntlet, like snap, redo it or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if they get the Infinity Gauntlet made in the first 30 minutes of the movie, go to Thanos or somehow get the stones from, like do something and then try to do their own snap. Maybe they even kill him in the first 30 minutes so he's not in the rest of the movie. And then they try to do the snap and the fucking stones don't work or whatever. And then that's when they have to use the quantum realm and go back and everything. It might be. I wouldn't be shocked if Thanos is in this movie for only like 30 minutes. Like last movie was Thanos' movie. This is like their movie, you know? Yeah. Like he's not even the main, you know. It's just like it goes straight off the Avengers and he's just a bad guy. In the beginning that they defeat and then it's more (laughs) of like a puzzle they have to solve the rest of the movie. It might be. I will say the other thing I put on here, the one thing I do want to see... Is I hope I don't care how it happens, I don't care what happens. I want a fight scene with every single superhero fighting uh-huh. Thanos in one scene, not split up, not someone yeah, yeah. Titan. Oh, they're gonna everybody, do that. Every, even the thing. faded, even the faded, every single hero up to this point. That that would be like yeah, that's another thing too. If Thanos the, does is in the movie longer, it takes literally the whole everyone to beat him. Yeah. Yeah, because that's why they lost the first time. And Everyone I know split up. there was like interviews and stuff beforehand saying like, oh, well, I did a scene with this person. Or I did a scene with this person. Yeah. That have never showed up yet. What do you mean? So like, you know, say War Machine says, well, I did a scene with, you know, Nebula or whatever. The uh-huh. actors say they work together, but that's never showed up on screen. Yet. Oh, okay. There's yeah, been yeah. multiple things like connections like that. Like I think uh, Carol Danvers said she worked with Hank Pym. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Brie yeah. Larson worked with yeah. you know, Hank Pym's character. Yeah. And so, like, if they could get everyone on screen all at once, just lined up, every fucking superhero of the first 22 films. That'd be insane. That'd be fucking awesome. You know, it'd be crazy. <laughs> this obviously isn't going to happen. This is just like a fan. F- what if they had all the heroes and they got all the villains from the past Marvel movies to fight them? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be insane. <laughs> and it's like. It's like one of those cartoon shows where it's like, guys, if you want to be evil, you have to be alive. So we have to kill Thanos. Like they pull him from the past and you just have like Red Skull and Ego and everyone fight Hela and Hela fighting him. The one thing I want to see, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, you know, you just mentioned all the superheroes fighting him. The central point of that fight is going to be Korg. Everyone knows that. 100%. And the one scene I want to see, and I can already picture in my head, is Korg 
Meek dying in the snap off screen and Korg just being so pissed off and finally seeing Thanos and just trying to kill him one-on-one. And like, I know he's going to lose, but it's going to be so funny, dude. He's just all pissed. He finally sees Thanos. And he's like, that's the guy like in his accent. And he's just like, stand back. And he just like runs with the spear and like stabs him in the chest. And the spear just like breaks in his hand. And then Thanos like punches him or whatever. And he flies way back. Just something like, stupid. He just like stabs him. It breaks. He's like, oh shit. And he just, <laughs> just starts running. <laughs> That's what I want to see, man. I don't know. I hope so, dude. I just stupid excited and probably extremely happy by the time they're listening. Now I'm excited again just talking about it with you. Korg's confirmed in the movie, I think. He was part of the hashtags of the people who were alive. Part of the hashtags. So. They did a lot of uh, uh, Tico Waititi. I can't say his fucking He was added to the cast list after they announced that. He was added to the hashtag. cast list. He was all over the purple carpet, red carpet, doing interviews and shit. Taiki Waititi? Taika Waititi? Thank you, Riley. That's our uh, suspended facts department over there. Still on suspension. (laughs) I'm excited, man. I can't wait. I'm hyped. Um, And if you follow us on Twitter, we did do a giveaway for a $25 Fandango gift card. All you had to do was quote, tweet the tweet, follow us, and give us your best endgame prediction. It didn't have to be a right prediction. It was just, you know, we randomly picked it. And we had the caveat that you had to be listening to the podcast to redeem it. So the winner of the $25 Fandango gift card for theoretically Avengers Endgame, but they could really use it on whatever they want. want. Do whatever you want. We got a... What's his name on Twitter, Ty? BatDad4286. His at is Miguel69579037. And what was his prediction, Ty? Do you have it for us? His prediction, I bet we'll see King in Quantum Realm. King the Conqueror, or Galactus, as the next big bad. Yeah, so Galactus... 100% 100% agree with it. I like yeah. it. And you were the winner, but stipulation is you have to be listening and collect it before our next episode. Not Monday's episode. We'll do... Yeah, before next Friday. Friday. And if not, the gift card just rolls over and we'll retweet after next Friday's episode. We'll tweet another giveaway for the following episode. And it might go for two months, so go you got to listen. Want. You can go to whatever movie. I mean, it might take that long to get tickets for Endgame. Yeah, it might actually. So... And we have another really good Marvel giveaway for everyone that we want to get off our shelves, but we can't give it away until the Fandango gift cards reviewed. So, uh, Miguel, BatDad4286, I hope you're listening. Come collect it so we can start giving away more stuff. And if someone else is listening that's not BatDad, don't let them know. If you if I see any tweets that you let them know, I'm going to be a little upset. Instead of doing that, go to our Twitter and make a prediction so you can win next week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Better your chances. Be smarter about it. I love the Endgame talk. I can't wait, Jason. But we got to talk about some sports. <sighs> the Dodgers lost right now, 6-7 to seven to the Chicago Cubs, two in a row. Angels are doing great. Uh, Anderson Simmons, multiple home runs tonight. Cole Calhoun, three-run home run. We're up 5-0 uh, right now. 9-15. and 15. Yeah, arguably one of the worst teams in baseball at the moment. Uh, I just wrote an article today. Third worst AL record, fourth worst record overall. Yep. Beautiful. Um, I had to uh, forfeit the DH the other day because someone got hurt. Did you see that? Yep. The 13 inning game? Peter Borges played second base for the first time in his career after like 800 games. Beautiful dive and play. Oh, he did. He knocked him down. Made the throw from his knees. That goes on my point that any athletic enough baseball player can probably play any position. Oh, yeah. I think it's easier for an infielder to play outfield. Oh, absolutely. But I think even an outfielder could come in and play. If he's athletic like Peter Borges, you know, yeah. you can go you can and... make it happen. Maybe not great. Yeah. And keyword athletic. You're not taking Prince Fielder and putting him at shortstop, but you could put Cody Bellinger, and yeah, he has to get over the left-handed thing, but you could put, take Cody Bellinger and put him anywhere, and he would do 
fine. You know, he would hold his own. Yeah. So that's why. Could have put Trout at second. Trout would have done just fine. Yeah, exactly. But not happy about the Angels. <laughs> I texted you. I may, yeah, I may or may not have texted you that the Angels season is already over. Put the, the asterisk done chain on them, bro. Asterisks because I said we just need one or two good pitchers to turn it around. Tyler Skaggs come back. Dallas Keuchel. Get us some a little bit of cackle. And he'll probably suck. All your new signings besides Lucroy have not been doing great. No. What which we talked about a lot Absolutely in the expected. off season. Yeah. Can't wait for Otani to come back. That's just gonna be fun to watch. Hopefully he doesn't have he's not a little sluggish from his arm, you know. Yeah, it's he's he not throwing, great. but he, it does still have somewhat of an impact. He looked great. He had some live BP on the field for the first time since the surgery or whatever with yep. his teammates. Hit like a couple four hundred and forty foot homers in BP. Yep. That's all BP pitches too, so he's he's strong. He's looking good. <laughs> Can't wait for him to come back. What do you think about the rest of the league right now, Jay? Well, the Dodgers, I mean, we lost two in a row, but it's fine. It is what it is. You know, we're still the best team in the NL West. We'll turn around. Bellinger hit another home run. He's the MVP front runner. Um, I think Christian Yelich is a little overhyped. He's doing insane. Not, not going to lie. I think Bellinger's doing better. Bellinger's doing better. I wouldn't say overhyped, though. Christian Yelich has uh, been Christian on Christian Yelich. People saying that Christian Yelich is MVP front runner right now? Uh, that's Cody Bellinger being is. overhyped. That's my argument. Yeah, that's fair. Just because he's hitting home runs. Yelich Cody has doing one more better. home run in, like, two more RBIs. Maybe it might be tied now because Bellinger just hit you had a two-run home run tonight. A, a three-run home run. It's a two. You're right. Um, Come on, Dodger right. fan. I wasn't watching. <laughs> I saw it on my phone. So Bellinger leads average fucking slugging OPS. Like he's just, he's doing insane. But yeah, Christian Yelts, he went over, he had his first over series. They were on the road against the Cardinals, I want to say. Really? And he didn't, yeah, he didn't get a single hit. Miko, shout out to Miko. He just texted me, asked me what my PSN was. I literally have the same name on everything. Amateur hour. Amateur hour, but I don't know. Everything else in the league, I don't really. Oh, I did talk to Miko about this. I wanted to do a little update on our award predictions. Oh, that's very fitting, actually. Why is that? Because my, possibly yours, I don't remember, American League Rookie of the Year prediction. Oh, yes, yes. Making Way his to, debut today of the podcast. Way to make it relevant, Riley. Why'd you log into your Netflix on Tyler's Xbox? Did you log out of his to go onto yours? Uh, oh, okay. Just making sure. Yeah, I use my TV, Netflix, on my Xbox. So, uh, Tyler. Oh, I just punched <laughs> the mic so hard. Ow. Tyler's American League Cy Young pick. Chris Sale has had a phenomenal year so far, Ty. Fantastic. I mean, you can't argue dominance when you see it. <laughs> uh, according to baseball reference, which it might not be updated if they played today. Let me make sure if that he didn't pitch today. Let me check my phone. Let me check my phone. Red Sox. Box. He did not pitch today. Chris Sale threw five starts. 0-4 record. That's fine. Sometimes you could pitch great and not get any wins. He's got um, 24 strikeouts in 23 innings. That's pretty good. Not bad. He also has a 7.43 earned run average. Um, I mean, like, it's you can definitely respond from it, but that's bad. If you throw 200 innings, so he's through 23 innings so far. If he throws 170 set, I mean, he's already at 19 earned runs. He had 37 earned runs last year and 27 starts. So, 
you know, 69 and 32 starts the year before. He's going to have to go on a quite dominant run. Yeah, to, to get bring to it Cy back Young. to Cy Young level. Your NL Cy Young, also not great, according to baseball reference, unless Let's he pitched it. today. Aaron Nola, 6.84 ERA in five starts, it's 25 innings Kurtz. pitch. It's the Tyler Curse, man. That's all there is to it. Your American League MVP. Who's your American League MVP? Do you remember? Mike no. Trout. He's Mike, doing dominant. He's doing good. He's cooled off as a re, uh, recently. You know, 317. Still has an insane on base percentage. You know, you can't really argue that. His walks. He's still Who's Mike your Trout. NL pick? I don't even remember. Nolan oh. Arenado. I, yeah, I do. I remember talking to Miko. He's not doing fantastic. 278, four homers, 17 RBIs, it's 791 early. OPS. He's just warming up. It's cold up there in the Rockies. He's waiting until the middle of summer to heat up. Your uh, National League uh, Rookie of the Year was Fernando Tatis, I believe. Yeah, he's doing great. My National League Rookie of the Year pick is doing better. I don't know how Fernando Tatis is doing. Tatis is hitting 301, 956 OPS, six homers, 13 RBIs. My pick, Pete Alonso, is hitting Overrated. 310, eight home runs, 21 RBIs, 1.099 OPS. So, He's going to cool off. It's looking He's like a two-horse race. He's too young. Tatis is the more veteran rookie. He's 24. Tatis is 20. He's the more veteran rookie. <laughs> He's got the experience. <laughs> My guy's going to win it, obviously. Meanwhile, my long-shot American League Cy Young pick, Barstow's own Aaron Sanchez. You know, he's not the front-runner. 2.77 ERA, though, through five starts. That's not bad. It's a lot better than my guys. That's not bad. My NL Cy Young, not off to a great start, but he got a little hurt, and he's still not doing terrible, not even close to as bad as Tyler's. <laughs> Jacob deGrom, 3.68 ERA, so it's not terrible. Uh, it's real shitty compared to how he pitched last oh, year. Oh, absolutely. And then who was my NL MVP? I don't even remember that. I think I picked, like, Corey Seager. Probably, Justin Turner. Yeah, someone Dodger. I think you might have chose tar- uh, Turner. I should have picked Bellinger. I mean, shit. I look like a great selection. Yeah. I think you chose Turner. I don't know where my list even is, dude. I'm going to look for it real quick. Yeah, I, I know it's not. It's it's not. Listeners, go back and listen. I'm pretty sure it was Justin Turner who's not doing great. So, yeah. That's all right, though. Should have been Cody Bellinger. Both of us had our AL Rookie of the Year being Vlad Jr., and I think we both had the same MVP. I think I picked... Did I pick Trout? Yeah, you picked Trout. That's a duh. That's <laughs> a duh. Um, real excited to see what Vlad Jr. does. Oh, I'm super hyped. He already made... By the time we're recording this, he already made his... Well... Debut, right? He goes on Friday when we drop it. It'll be Friday night. No, I think he makes his... I thought he made his debut like yesterday or something. Well, he's going to debut Friday against... The Miko Yankees, told me like... Tuesday or Thursday or something. I believe Miko is wrong. Or Thursday. Maybe Thursday? I have no idea. Vladdy Jr. debut. Let's Google that. We'll make his MLB de- debut on Friday mm. versus the A's. So, yeah, by the time this is – after you listen to this, you could watch Vladdy – you could go watch Endgame and go watch Vladdy Jr. tear the league. Tear the league a new one. Take the league by storm. I can't remember. I can't remember. But it's really rare when we have rookies who are this hyped – Oh, yeah. Coming into baseball. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, there's stuff, you know, there's draft picks, college basketball, like Zion and stuff. I'd say even NFL, like Kyler Murray, everyone's excited for him. Yeah. It's super rare when we get someone called up in baseball who's this hyped. I mean, Bryce Harper. Chris Bryant, because he had a dominant Yeah, Chris spring. Bryant. Um, I don't know if Juan Soto was hyped. I think no. he got hyped after he did good in the big leagues. Yeah. Um, Trout wasn't hyped. No, Trout wasn't. That's what I'm saying. I The two that come to mind are Chris Bryant and Bryce Harper recently. Who were super fucking... Strasburg was in that. Strasburg was hyped. Bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah. It's rare someone's, you know, people are this excited to see a rookie break out in MLB. Yeah, um, it's it's going to be fun. I mean, he's a beast. He looks like a beast. He should shoot shoot the uh, Blue Jays in the arm. Probably won't win anything still, but... Hey, at least it'll look good losing. It's a good story for three different countries. You got America, you got Canada, and you got the Dominican Republic. 100%. Riley, some dude had that as a headline. I don't want to steal it. I don't know who it was, but Riley read that to me earlier. I was like, that's a good point. I don't know if his dad started with Montreal. I believe so. But it's kind of cool that both of them are, you know, starting their careers in Canada. Yeah. Is Vladdy Jr. going to be better than Vladdy Sr.? That (laughs) is a bold take. It's hard to say that right now. I mean, You have to say no. Yeah, you You have have to. to. He's a Hall of Famer. (laughs) His dad is. You know, he hasn't done anything yet, but yeah. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, though. We'll see. I mean, he had better spring or better minor league stats, but it's Vladdy Jr. had a, or Vladdy Sr. had a 16-year pretty good career so i hope so badly he hits a ball that bounces like his first weekend or something <laughs> like curveball bounces and he gets a base hit yeah that'd be dope that'd be beautiful conrad wanted me to my to uh expand on my ken griffey jr hot take oh. from last week's episode let's hear it jay i don't know what else to say besides what i said on the episode i had some some facts i tweeted on our twitter that i didn't say in the episode if you listened last week you know i said ken griffey jr is overrated he's probably like a top 20 25 all time not top five to ten like people want to say. I like this. Go ahead and do your thing. But I added a little something at the end I said I wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. This perfectly feeds into it. Okay. Um, the one thing, you know, my point being for Ken Griffey Jr. Wasn't that great outside of his prime. We said last week, outside of his prime eight-year run, he only had two seasons where he hit more than 30 home runs. It was 30 home runs in 2007, 35 home runs in 2005. Only an MVP finalist twice in his career. So his MVP where he won it, and then he finished second in voting in 1994. Besides that, he finished, let's see, 19th, 9th, 17th, 5th, 2nd, 4th, 1st, 4th, 10th. So, I mean, how are you going to be top five all time if you're not even, you know, top five MVP most of the time, top three MVP most of the time? And the big one, only led the league in war once in his career. That's crazy. One time. How many years did he play? 22. Never. He hit over. I mean, batting average is a flawed stat, but he only hit 300 a handful of times, like five or six, if that. So slightly overrated. But when he was playing, he was the face of baseball. Oh, yeah. He was viewed as, you know, he could be one of the best of all time. Oh, yeah. Jeter, too. Jeter's great Hall of Famer, but he was a little overrated, too, you know. Leading into my point, Jason. Oh, okay. Right now. We could arguably say we're seeing three of the best athletes of the major three sports, baseball, basketball, football, ever, playing yep. right now. Mike yep. Trout, LeBron, LeBron James. James. Uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, do you think, this is what I want to ask you here, do you think that's sort of a generational thing where every generation says, well, this player is going to be one of the best of all time, he's arguably the best player ever, and then by the end of their career, it kind of falls off? Or do you think we legitimately have a rare thing going on here where Mike Trout could go down the best baseball player of all time? LeBron James could go down as the best basketball player of all time. Tom Brady probably already has gone down as the best football player of all time. Um, I think it's different for each one. I think Mike Trout, he's on pace to be one of the best all time, but if his career ended today, he wouldn't. You know, he would be have one of the most dominant stretches of all time, but you wouldn't put him like top five all time. You know what I mean? Like, you could say Mike Trout at his prime 
you you could say Ken Griffey Jr. His best year was better than you know anyone ever. But mm-hmm. you could say Mike Trout that run was better than any run ever. But if his career ended right now, I don't think you would put him in the goat debate. He's definitely on pace to go to the goat debate. Um, LeBron should go down as the second best of all time behind MJ, and Brady is the best of all time. And I think I don't know. It is kind of like a generational thing. I mean. I'm saying because you look at and you know you see Ken Griffey and everyone was like, oh, he's gonna be the best of all time and everything. Yeah, baseball is really different than these other sports where a lot of people the best of all time is Babe Ruth, you know. Yeah, and he played in the 20s and 30s, but that's one of the few ones that's kind of stood the test of time. There hasn't been anyone, you know, getting close to that. Maybe I, I don't even know who Hank Aaron. Yeah, Hank Aaron Barry Bonds was insane, yeah, but, but he shot his arm Reds, up. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that happens all the time. I mean, I think this time we have a legitimate case for it. But you figure, you know, in the two thousand early 2000s, that was kind of like Jeter's big run was like the early 2000s. A-Rod was on pace to beat, put up insane numbers. Kobe, everyone's like, that's the next MJ. Football, you know, Peyton was big before Tom Brady, but not, I wouldn't say early 2000s. Yeah. You know, maybe LT, I don't know. Um <laughs> And then in the 90s, you know, you have Jordan probably passing Kareem as the best of all time. You got football. I don't even know who was good in the 90s. Joe Montana, you know, greatest of all time. And then you got, you know, I already said Jordan. Baseball, you could be Griffey or whoever was insane in the 90s, you know. I think it's just something, you know, sports get better and athletes get better. And there's always going to be that star from that decade or that generation where it's like, okay, this guy might be the best player ever. And we've got to wait till their careers are over to evaluate. So I would say with the exception of Trout, do you think – 20 years from now, LeBron's going to be looked at as a top three player instead of arguably the best ever. It'll be Jordan, LeBron, and someone else yeah. 20 years from now. Yeah, there'll be, be someone. You know, Zion Williamson. Peyton. <laughs> It'll be Peyton, Brady, Breeze, and someone Joe else. Montana. Don't Breeze in there, goddammit. Joe Montana's probably Either before way. Breeze and yeah, Peyton. But... Probably. But it'll be someone else. Well, like the early 2000s, Brett Favre. That would probably be the Favre. best. Yeah, that yeah. would be the best, you know, GOAT debate. But Just as time gone. I think gone so. Away. I think so. And I think you got to be. The only person who actually has a case to withstand the test of time, honestly, no bias, Trout. Brady, too, though. Maybe Brady. You don't win that many rings in, super, in it's, it's unheard football. Of. Yeah. Trout, if he he's on pace, but he's still got a lot to prove. That's on, if Trout can stay on pace. Yeah. I but, think he 100% deserves it. But you never know. Trout's doing insane things now. He still never hit 400 like Ted Williams. You know what I mean? Like, he never... I, what if in the future... What if they do their proposed plan where they move the mound back two feet to make it easier for people to hit? And in 20 years, there's a guy who's hitting 400 like every year. You yeah, know what I mean? That's possible. It could happen. Baseball I, I wants more offense. stats too, though. I hate Ted Williams hitting 400 Babe Ruth. You can't... You can him. hold it against him. Babe Ruth, would he touch Clayton Kershaw? Maybe now because Kershaw's no. come... But, you Not can make the case he won it. I hate but it, but it you is have what to it judge is. them against their competition. It's the history of the game. You know what I mean? Because at the time they were going up against the other best athletes in the world at that sport, and they had better preparation. If you took, I think if you took Babe Ruth, if Babe Ruth was born today and got to come up through travel baseball and pony baseball, got to face elite high school kids and everything based on his natural skill set that he showed in the twenties and thirties, I think he would. He might not be as good, but he would still be amazing. Whereas if even if you took Trout in the 20s and 30s and same thing Babe Ruth where he didn't have you know as many things to help him he was probably probably would have been the best of that time I don't think he'd be good as good as he is now because you know yeah yeah his opposition was worse but you kind of play up to your opposition at a certain you know standard I suppose did you hear 
uh, shout out part of my take. They were talking about an article someone wrote and they were saying, you know, athletes getting oblique strains and everything is because they're working out too much and everything. I didn't hear that. No. Yeah. They're saying athletes get injured because they work out and they get in too good a shape. And so it's basically like, yeah, they should be smoking cigarettes in the dugouts and weighing, <laughs> you know, being out of shape like Babe Ruth. <laughs> I mean, that is an interesting, uh, that's an interesting idea to consider. You know, the human body does have its limits. And is there a point in time when you get a freak of nature like LeBron James? Well, LeBron's different. He's been, but you get a freak like Zion, who's 280 pounds and super athletic in 10 years, you know, does his body give up? You know what I mean? Yeah. So the body can only handle so much and it's part of evolution. Athletes are getting bigger and stronger and, you know, sorry for the evolution drop there if you don't believe in that. But I mean, it's, (laughs) it's apparent in our history and I don't know, that could be something, you know? I don't think it's as blown as that article probably made it seem, but your muscles could get too strong where it fucking, your body just can't handle it too much for what your body can handle and fucking, you know, you're making so much force compared to what they used to pitchers and the Tommy John surgeries and everything. Yeah. They're getting their arms so strong compared to what they used to. They're fucking up their tendons. Yeah. Like me, I snap my arm. We're going to take a break real quick. So Tyler can answer this phone call. Tyler, go ahead. And we were back from our break. One thing we just noticed right now while we were on our break, and by we I mean me, is that the NFL draft is uh, tomorrow. Who you got going Thursday. Um, by the time the listeners listen to this, the NFL draft's going to be over, so I guess we don't really have to talk about it a lot because it already happened. You guys know more than we do. Um, number one overall, I, I don't know. I don't think it should be Kyler Murray, honestly. I think it's going to be Kyler Murray. Um, Nick Bosa's insane, but probably Kyler Murray. Chargers, I hope they drafted defensive tackle named Dexter Lawrence from Clemson. That's my... It's my big pick. I don't even know. I think the Saints have a third round pick as our top. Yeah, you guys traded your first round pick last year for Davenport. Yeah. So, we'll see how that works out for you. Yeah. Oh, sorry for the yawns, everyone. Could care less about the draft. Honestly, yeah. I've I've just been caught up in everything else. I forgot it was happening. You know, when your team's actually a playoff team, you don't really care about the draft as much. I haven't had that feeling in quite some time. <laughs> so, it's, it's important, though. It yeah. is. It helps. Yeah, I mean, look at the fucking... Uh, Saints, dude. Our number one corner, number one running back. Someone else. We had someone else in that draft. Yeah. Who the fuck else did we draft that year? I don't know, Ty. I think it was Davenport. Last year? Yeah. You drafted Davenport last year. We did, didn't we? Camara, you drafted the year before. Camara, um, the guy I wanted to draft, but we passed on Lattimore. Probably someone else. I don't know. Your safety? Wasn't your safety pretty good besides the Minneapolis Miracle? Yeah, I don't think he was the top three draft. Let me draft three people. Whatever. Either way, it's uh, yesterday. Yeah, it's yesterday by the time you're listening to this, <laughs> if you're listening on Friday. Tyler, see on your outline you just put sports. Tyler, is that the greatest of all time thing you talked about? Yeah, that was just my little thing I want to talk about. I had something I wanted to tell you, but I didn't want to and, and I don't know. NBA, speaking of, speaking of nothing, that was a bad transition. What did you <laughs> want to talk about in the NBA, Tyler? <laughs> Dude, my brain's not working right now. It was a little while ago by the time the episode dropped. Yeah, two days, three days ago. Damian Lillard. 37-footer in Paul George's face to win the game in the series. Send OKC home. Absolutely dominant alpha move. 50 points. He had the. Did you see the picture of him like in the huddle of everyone celebrating? He just has a straight face, yes, and it's dude. like the rap There's battle so many video picture. memes and everything. It's hilarious. Um, I got in a little Twitter debate about this. Actually, on the LA Sports Hub Twitter, so you probably didn't see this. I didn't. 
um because paul george was saying how it was it like he's like it wasn't a good shot like you live with that like that wasn't a good shot to take i'll live with the results and laker fans were like saying how like he was bitter and stuff and i was like well he's kind of right like he forced a bad shot if any that's the shot you want them to take okay i got in a twitter debate with the frank talk la guy who argues me about dodgers how you know how it wasn't a bad shot and you know, he said Lillard was 8 for 12 from 30 plus feet, which was a false stat in that series. He was 4 for 4, but all of them were from 33, 30 to 33. They weren't 37. And I pulled up a stat where like in his career, he's like 1 for 9. Or the last five years, he's 1 for 9 from 35 or more feet. I was like, how is that a good shot to take? And I was like, that's a shot you force. And he's like, oh, you should have put more pressure on him. Like you put more pressure on him. You you leave yourself vulnerable to a screen. He gets an open 3. Like what is he supposed to do? Leave him an open 25 footer? Yeah. I like, mean, that's the shot you want them to take is a deep contested three. It might not have been right in his face. You don't want to foul him in that situation because then he makes one yeah. three and he wins the game. Yeah. And, it, and you can test a deep, deep three. And his argument seemed to be like, well, he made it like he makes those. How is that not a bad shot? I'm like, OK, it's still that's you take your chances. Like, that's not a great shot. Like, yeah. if you look at the replay, Paul George came in, he was contested, and he's like, he should have played better defense. I was like, well, it's easier for you to stay on your couch. Like, he got within yeah, a foot you, of blocking that ball. You don't want to play better defense right there and risk fouling him. You don't want to be all up in his grill. And if you watch the clip, actually, I rewatched it. The clock hits like four or five seconds. Paul George looks at the clock, realizes that Lillard's going to pull up, and he actually steps up. So he's giving him like a good six feet of separation, looks at the clock, sees the time, takes like two steps up and starts pressuring him more because he realizes like, okay, they don't have time to set a screen, whatever. Yeah. You live with those results. I mean, I that's mean, the shot you force. He's going to sleep fine. Yeah. It's not bitter. It's not anything. Like, that's the shot you want someone to take in that situation. Would you rather give someone a wide open lane, a screen that's with a wide I said, open look? Yeah. Like, what else do you want in that situation? Yeah. and Let him take the Hail Mary. If it works, it works. And I said, like, it seems like Laker fans are just so upset because Paul George left him hanging. So they're, like, calling oh, him bitter. And he's like, 100%. well, both can be true. Laker fans are upset, but Paul George is bitter. Like, he might be a little bit bitter, but he's not wrong. Like, it was a bad shot. He's going to sleep just fine with how he fucking played that. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know. It was it was crazy, though. It was, you know, he made it. Was All credit to him. Yeah. But if he misses it, the narrative is like, why didn't they set up a play? Like, let's say he misses it and the Thunder win yeah. the game. And Come who knows? Eventually go and win the series. Yeah. Everyone would be looking at that last play. Like, why, why didn't they, they run a, a play? Why didn't they pass the yeah. ball and get an open shot? Yeah. But, you know, he drains it, and it's an amazing shot. Yeah, it's one of those, yeah. <laughs> One of those in hindsight, you know, we know what we're talking about things. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Dude, I had something to tell you before when we were outlining the podcast, and I don't remember. I do have a little bit of a, to end the episode on a good note, I have two things I want to I wanna bring to your attention, Ty. There's a science experiment I want to do, and there's a debate that me and Riley had. The science Let's experiment hear, yeah, I want to do is I want to go to Menchie's. Okay. I want to, okay, so I want to go to... I want to go to the grocery store, buy a bag of peanut M&M's. I want to weigh them, see, or see how many peanut M&M's are in a bag, a basic bag of like a $2 bag of peanut M&M's. I want to go to Menchie's and fill the exact same amount of peanut M&M's in one of those cups and weigh it and see if it's cheaper to buy the peanut M&M's from Menchie's rather than the bag. That's my experiment. Menchie's, if you do not know, is a frozen yogurt place where you add your toppings and they charge you based on the weight of the frozen yogurt. Two questions here. Yes. How high were you when you thought of this? <laughs> Never had an ounce of Mary Jane in my body, brother. <laughs> and why are you lying to me right now? Because I know you were baked out of your fucking mind. Never had an ounce. <laughs> Don't say that. My mother listens to this. She's going to think I actually do that stuff, Tyler. <laughs> you know I'm as clean as a whistle. You are, but that is the most high stoner thought. We were at Menchie's, bro, and we were. I was scooping the peanut M&M's, and I was like, 
wonder if this would be cheaper than getting a bag. They do that with it. everything. They got a couple of different toppings there. Yeah, exactly. We could save some money and then resell it. <laughs> Good luck with your. It's probably cheaper just to go to Winko, 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 and just fill up the big bags and yeah, get away uh, that way. Probably is. Uh, my number two thing I want to mention: the debate. Riley, why are you taking the headset off? All right, so we're gonna don't have, yell. We're gonna have Jason explain this debate. If Jason doesn't explain it up to Riley's standards, we're gonna have a guest voice at least. On the podcast, and Riley is going to explain her side of the story. Tyler is playing Dr. Phil. Okay, here's the backstory, Ty. We were in San Diego. We were listening to a playlist, or she was telling me something about something. And I, I was naming, I think I was naming artists. She was playing songs, and I was naming artists. Okay, and Migos, they're called Migos. They're not the Migos, came on, okay? And I said, oh, it's the Migos, you know, thinking their name was the Migos. She made fun of me. She said, that's not the name. She tweeted, I was an old man. Whatever. I owned it today. Today, we were in the car again, and Migos came on again. But the sentence I used in this, I was like, because I was listening to the MLB The Show playlist. I want to show her songs. I was like, oh, I did not know the Migos like, were in this thing. And she was like, it's not the Migos. It's not the Migos. I'm like, I know it's not the Migos. And she kept saying, like, you think it's the Migos. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't think it's the Migos. My point is it is, even though their name is Migos, it is grammatically correct to say the Migos. And my my example was sports teams. The Dodgers are just Dodgers. It's Los Angeles Dodgers. But when you're talking about them in a specific sentence, you say, you know, I support the Dodgers. And that was my that was my side of the argument. And she just kept saying I didn't understand that their name was just Migos when I do understand that. But I think it's grammatically correct to say the Migos. In certain circumstances. Not every circumstance, but certain circumstances. And I think my circumstance fitted that. That Did I not explain it fair? Yeah, I did. Thank you. What do you think, Ty? I like the point you made. Okay. It's the Angels, the Dodgers. Yes. I also didn't know their name wasn't the Migos. <laughs> 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 see because everyone says the amigos i mean if you think about it like like she's saying no no one calls them the amigos there's you know there's certain groups i'm thinking like groups right now like you don't call a band the, well, the some, maroon five but that's my argument she brought that up my argument is maroon five is not plural migos since it's a plural name deserves the when you're talking about it in certain circumstances and I, I wanted to use the Beatles, but that doesn't make sense because that's their name is the Beatles. But there's a reason they that's have the trying, the in their I was name. Trying to think of which ones are plural. Yeah, I'm just I'm a Google plural like band. Jackson Five is it the Jackson Five or is it Jackson Five and everyone calls? I don't think that's the, still plural. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm asking. I think it's Jackson. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> like, oh, this is Jackson Five. Like, no, that doesn't sound right. You'd say, oh, this is the no. Their name is Jackson the Jackson Five. Five. Okay. So, but I, I mean, I would have to, take, I'm not arguing that their name is the Migos. I'm just saying in certain, in, in certain, you would call them the Migos in sentences grammatically. Yes. And I also brought up the daily press. The daily press is just daily press. But when you say, I don't say I write for daily press. I say, I write for the daily press. I like Migos or I like the Migos. I don't know a situation where you wouldn't want to say the Migos. Now that I'm thinking about it, like their <laughs> that name was can my be point. Migos, but every time you say it, you no, they, who's performing tonight? The Migos. Migos. When they announce about like if they report, they, they just say Migos. They don't say the Migos. Okay, but they'll say like Migos on the beat. Like they said that in one of the songs. You could say 
Dodgers on the beat. You know, when you start with Migos, you don't have to say the. That's that's grammar. Okay, when, when you start with a plural word, you don't have to say the. As the Migos, and I was incorrect, and I admitted I was incorrect. Right, and that's my point. I understand where you're coming from. But you know, you didn't. I kept telling you. I'm telling you right now, but I'm not Okay. She's changing her story now. Um, so it is okay to say the Migos, because earlier you told me it wasn't okay to say the Migos. I like the Migos, that's fine. But if you're saying. Okay, that's what I said. So could I, could I say, I like Migos? I like the me. I feel like it can't work both ways though. I like Dodgers. I like Angels. I like Lamp. It works fine. I love Lamp. <laughs> I love Migos. <laughs> I love Migos. <laughs> Wait, there's a quiz. I can you name the plural band names from the title of one of their songs? Can I just give up to look at the names? Okay, Beastie Boys. You don't say the Beastie Boys. Uh, tonight, who are you gonna go see? I'm gonna go see the Beastie Boys. I would agree with that. Okay, but their name isn't the Beastie Boys. Is what I'm trying oh, to who are you seeing tonight? You know, the Beastie Boys. You know, sometimes the Eagles. Everyone says the Eagles, and their name is just Eagles. Oh, actually, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I might be able to prove something right here. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. It's a grammatic thing. Yeah, it's grammar. So nothing to do with pop culture. It's just grammar. We're just having an English lesson on the podcast today. We're having a little little feisty debate between a couple little couple therapy english um teaching session yeah it's like but babe okay Rihanna, i understand that was your point five months ago and i admitted that i was I would wrong agree with that though because like beastie boys you'd be like oh beyonce the beastie boys like you would still say the if you're naming them in a okay. in a would you not I'm going to test this when she forgets about it. What, Victoria? So, so if it doesn't plural, need that. If it's it plural. Does it need it? I like what I'm saying. But that's grammatically incorrect, honey. Okay, I'm not trying to be grammatically correct. I'm just grammatically correct. <laughs> okay, but people do say the amigos, okay, is my point. I'm not. I think. I think we're going to have to decide this on Twitter. Well, here's my thing is you're treating me like I'm an old man when I think a lot of people will say the Migos. I don't think so. It's the oh, let's see. A tweet from Esquire magazine. The Migos rapper opens up about fatherhood. Oh, the Migos. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, DJ Watts. They never got their big break. They should have got like the Migos did. Um, you know. These ones are just lists. I think it goes both ways. And I think grammatically, it should be the. I really do. Just like the Migos, they're also about to release their latest album. Whoever they're talking about, I don't know. But they said the Migos. I'm not saying it's their name. I'm just saying more people say the Migos than not the Migos. So can you please delete your tweet about me being an old man for saying the Migos? Because that's slander. That is slander. Said that's slander. That is slander, and I will sue you. That is defamation. I am not an old man. I can prove that in the court of law. What? I didn't tweet anything that said I feel like an old man. I don't. I never texted you that. I never said anything about being an old man. And I think you just can't accept being wrong, because people say the Migos. You know, I'm just. You know what makes me kind of. 
what victoria what do i feel bad and feel like an old man oh no 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 don't talk about that don't talk about that we can't talk about that on the podcast <laughs> i'm intrigued um, I will say on their website, it's Migos Online. Migos is an American hip-hop group from Lawrenceville, Georgia. I'm not... Yeah, their name is Migos. So they just call themselves Migos. However, I'm all for calling them the Migos. Yeah, in certain Grammatically, I believe... Oh, that's not their name. That's what I'm saying. Grammatically, I believe it is okay. The Angels isn't the Angels' name, but you can still call them the Angels. I'm just saying their name is not the Migos. But we never disputed that. I think originally you did, and I've admis- uh, uh, I've since admitted I'm wrong. But and that's where the miscommunication is. So I'm gonna need you guys to just just hug it out. You're a happy couple. You disagree. Calling me okay. an old man just makes me feel sad. Okay. I never called myself an old man. I've never called myself an old man. That is false. We will not have slander of any of the co-hosts. Thank you, Ty. I appreciate it. I'm gonna protect. My amazing star host here. Thanks, Ty. You're a star. You're the star. We got it's a two star podcast, obviously. Well, five stars on Apple reviews, please. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, you got anything else? I think it's about time to wrap this up before you and Riley fight. Um, we're not gonna fight because I love her so much. Uh, I think you need to tell a friend about the podcast if you haven't already. Let tell the friend that if they listen to it and they like it, to tweet at us. You know, 100%. show them some love back. Maybe shout them out on the podcast. Shout out to Ethan, Brianna's boyfriend. My Say aunt Brianna said you love the podcast. Thank Appreciate you, Ethan. If you're listening again, go give five stars. Tell a friend. Welcome to the family. Just like Brianna did. Yeah, just like Brianna did. Welcome to the family, my friend. And yeah, follow us on Twitter. We got our YouTube up there. And be sure to, uh, we might have, you know, you'll probably see some tweets on us. Endgame night, you know. Probably oh, just put like mind equals blown. Maybe a little vlog. Definitely a podcast coming for you guys on Monday. Yeah. It's an exciting time to be a Within the Lines listener. Everyone be a good friend. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Presented by T-Mobile, 
the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.